0: We the bestest, cast with the left twist, not fairly well dressed, put me on the guest list, the guest list, ah, yeah, on the guest list, yeah.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of On the Guest List with Foxtrot and the Get Down, White Sox, Dave, Kenny Carkeet, and Dante. We have been on a roll with some amazing interviews. Last week's episode with Sam James did great numbers, was an amazing interview, great guy, but there is so much going on in the music and entertainment world right now. It's just the four boys today. So from Los Angeles, California, smoking a bong as we speak, Mr. Kenny Carkeet. how are we doing today?
0: Hold on one second. (laughs) Yo. I'm good, man. There's been a lot going down. I'm really excited to have these conversations. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. I've seen a bong, I think, twice, two or three times in my life. And one hit got me so obliterated high. Like, if I took a bong hit right now, I would be, like, melted into my couch. Yeah, they work. <laughs> yeah, but you function on them is the point.
0: Yeah, I'm one of the few people that it actually like helps
2: me. You know
0: what I mean? Kenny, what's your what's your preferred method of THC? What do you mean it
3: helps you?
0: Yeah, what does it help you with? <laughs> Ever since I was a kid, I tell people this all the time. Ever since I was a kid, I was always like the super hyper ADHD bouncing off the wall kid telling stupid jokes and being all hyper. And then even my dad and my sister, and my mom would be like, you need to go smoke some weed because you're driving us all fucking nuts. <laughs> now even my wife the same way where I'm, I'll be like making stupid jokes and singing songs and da, da, da. And she's like, dude, go smoke a bowl. You're fucking losing it. It like, I can't work. Like when I'm in the studio, I'll ADD. I'll do a million different things and never finish one. Mm-hmm. If I smoke weed, I'm locked in. I don't know. It, it really helps me is the bong your favorite way to smoke weed oh no i'm a joints guy the bong is is for an audible joke on air (laughs) (laughs) look at that Uh, i would do anything to make my friends laugh you know what i mean
1: i understand dude uh from cleveland ohio right now in the middle of
3: auditions for his country bar we got dante dante how you doing buddy hey boys good to see everybody it feels like it's been a while since we've had four of us yeah it does on
1: here at I, once I, I feel like time has been moving super slow like i don't know like i feel like there's been so much shit going on that like two weeks ago feels like it was six months ago it's a fucking weird way it's going right now but dante have you found any superstars yet in your auditioning process
3: <laughs> <Not> yet, <laughs> what, is what is shit
1: eating what is shit eating left super,
3: superstars are made man I just want to They're know what the born. conditions
0: are like, Dante, if it's like you and three other guys with your arms crossed, just sitting at the bar <laughs> <walking forward laughs>
3: it actually, it actually is. I'm I'm giving these these groups a lot of props because it's fucking hard playing in an empty bar oh, with yeah. it's me. It's me, a soundboard engineer, uh, one of my assistant managers, and yeah, one of my partners who you know what though, we, just left.
0: As somebody who's been on that side of those performances even with like label showcases at least yeah. you have a musical background because when you're just playing for three fat fucks who own a yeah. restaurant you're like well, what the fuck do you know you know what i mean so uh, you know at least the that most was some the, the most awkward thing ever is playing to a seated
1: crowd that's eating i
0: don't yeah. know how that is the worst experience i've ever had in my life is Dude, playing wait, to a a crowd. famous column you got to do like corporate events like oh yeah spy shows for nice. the employee, for like the corporate employees where they're all sitting down, eating, catering. I went Dude. to a Dirty Heads performance at Monster Energy Drinks headquarters. Like it's oh. all that.
2: Dude,
3: I played, I played one of the most awkward, random shows ever. I got booked by this big automobile uh, company to do this event at McCormick Place. It's like one of the biggest convention centers in the country. And I opened up for Imagine Dragons. And it was a few thousand people, but it, they are all corporate, like suits and engineers and just weird industry people. They all had their lanyards on. Oh yeah! And there was not one head bob, foot oh. tap, or anything. The <laughs> entire I, I don't know how the fuck Imagine Dragons. Did it? I did my thing.
0: I was like off to the side of the stage. Like <laughs> that's funny. Cause that's like most shows in LA and New York, just like in general. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was, Those are the worst. So, it was so fucking strange.
1: We did a, a, it was a Christmas party at a big venue in Philly uh, for like an accounting firm. They paid us a fucking fat check to do their Christmas party. And we did like two Christmas covers and then just fucking rage the rest of the time. We did not give a fuck that it was a Christmas show. And the beginning of it, everybody was, nobody was on the floor. Everybody was standing back at the bar. And by the end of it, we did like two Springsteen covers and people were fucked up, raging. It was actually fun. But I've had plenty of shitty shows where it's like, you're on tour and you just book a random show in like Cincinnati and you get to the venue and it's like, oh my God, this is seated. We're fucked. Like, this is going to be the worst night ever. So I couldn't imagine what it's like for a giant automobile company. By the way, did Imagine Dragons seem like put off at all? Were they like, this is fucking weird. What year
0: was this? Like 2011, 2010?
3: No, this was uh, is it now 2022? This is maybe like 2016, 2017.
0: Oh, Wasn't shit, that long ago? Already huge then.
3: Oh yeah, they were they were big time man. They, I mean, they
0: this company paid a shit ton. Yeah, yeah, they opened oh, yeah. for us, which I'll never let that down. <laughs> uh, in, in 2012, although it was like the first time that like we'd hear the crowd cheering for the opening band from the green room, and you're like, oh shit. Oh, uh, oh, to Get the fuck out of here.
1: Oh my god! Last but not least, Mister David Williams, how's things going over there in Chicago, buddy?
2: Um, good. So prior to us hopping on, we were talking some guns and gun control. We can go <laughs> down that road if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get a notification yesterday that there was four armed men running from police nine hundred feet from my house. So I did enjoy that. um That's those guys are off my guest list for later on. I right. do got something in my hand right here that I would like to talk about just for a quick moment. Good. We're going to test you guys on the knowledge of our good friend Dante Diana. Ooh. Yeah. All right, question 1. Do you guys know Dante's middle name? Diamond. Luigi.
1: <laughs> Luigi. <laughs>
2: this threw me off big time. It's not some super Guido Italian name like fucking Giuseppe or something. <laughs> what is it?
1: August. Giuseppe?
2: <laughs> it's August.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome.
2: Um, I, this is his wedding invitation I'm holding in my hand. And um, Dante, I noticed you didn't have a chicken or, or beef uh, box to check. What's up with that?
3: You What's will see. You will see if you're there.
2: I'm going. Um, also, you gave me... It says... Oh, where's the other one? It says the joyful... Ex- I, I joyfully accept it. So I'll spoil that surprise. Number attending. And I rolled deep. Don't give me my adjective. Hey, well,
3: was that a, was that a question or a... <laughs>
2: question? <laughs> yeah, it says number attending. It doesn't say like plus one. It says number attending as if I get to fill in the number.
3: No, so, you do not. It, it's, it's a It's a single... It's a single stripe or a zero. Okay. That's I think that's, that's a little unfair. Um well, you're gonna you're gonna roll in one on each arm? obviously
2: was <laughs> multiple on each arm. <laughs> multiple. <laughs> like <laughs> daisy chain them. Okay. Exactly. Um is the hotel booked yet? Like book solid?
3: Uh no, 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 no. It's huge.
2: Okay. It's big. Good to know. Um, yeah, don't
3: say, don't say where it is. Cause I don't I need to say
2: where it's at. Is the, is there going to be like complimentary casino chips? Ooh, that's a good question. Up? That is a good where? question.
3: No, no, there is not.
2: I'm not doing that well.
1: Is Dave getting a
3: per diem? <laughs> what the fuck
2: is this? Last question is, are you going to pay me to come? I'm just no. joking. We'll be there. But, um, no, I am not. doing well. Um, I'm doing actually very well.
1: <laughs> that's a hell of a <laughs> way to come in, bro. I oh, forgot when
2: had his wedding invite like sitting right in front of me. I'm like, oh, here's that. Way I recently. Oh, went oh to- next question. Next question. Do you accept Venmo for your cash? Because that's all you're getting for your payment.
3: <laughs> I know that's your move.
2: So yeah, sure. I, okay. I don't. So then do out. I have to actually mail the invitation back, or can I just give it to you?
3: Can I just tell? Uh, I I, know, I think you. I think I can just. RSVP for you. I think knowing that you're definitely coming works out. I'll save you the. What's a stamp now? Thirty nine cents? What's a stamp today?
2: You guys pre-stamped it, which was very nice of you. What is this is nineteen thirty five. Fucking
3: mail back. Fucking mail <laughs> back, then, dude.
0: Steal.
1: Yo, as a married dude, mail it back because shit gets lost in the shuffle, and you'll, you'll fucking show up and you won't have a plate. Guaranteed it. Yeah. Mail, mail it that on back.
3: Cheryl's gonna <laughs> Cheryl's gonna murder Dave by the end of this entire thing. I guarantee it. Oh, I know. She was like, should I put something like on the invites? Like <laughs> asking people to keep not quiet? Really
2: no, or, I, I would never disrespect someone's wedding. That's sure. like the one day. I, w- I would disrespect like a baptism or a funeral before. I- <laughs> <laughs> fuck
3: uh, the babies. Fuck the dead. Hey, hey,
2: I got that, fired for going
0: to my own wedding, so that's cool. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I don't even know if I should tell that story. Online. No, tell the story. No, you can't late. do that. That's against. You can't do that. That's no. against the rules. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> he no, knows no, it's against the rules. I I played in the band for like eight years. Never missed a single show. It was the fucking Peyton Manning of that band from the beginning, before we got signed. I took a weekend off to go get married. And I had a, re- a substitute. And then at the end of that tour, I parted ways. No, no way. way. You tell me what i know i still make them feel really bad about that to this day so i feel bad for saying it, but yeah damn you shouldn't have got married
1: dude you fucked up
0: <laughs> No, i flew in on a friday got married on a saturday i was back playing shows on monday like in and out and also talk about marrying a keeper who would let me fucking do something like that you know
3: damn
0: dude, That's I was wild I was, as
1: fuck
3: dudes so i was just with my boys this weekend and uh that subject got brought up i did the opposite or no i did the same but with other people's shit and i regret the fuck out of it now all for blackout shows too like which i thought like at the time we were like taking over the world i was like i can't miss these shows i can't they're a three thousand person show i can't miss this my friend's wedding oh there'll be more friends weddings yeah Uh,
0: i missed all of the friends every actual
3: parties yeah you feel like an asshole now yeah right? i feel horrible,
0: horrible i've missed every and then horrible. sometimes they, they'd be like so mad at me that it's like yo i'm in europe i don't know what i'm supposed to do fuck you just feel bad that's a dude, shitty choice wor- to have to make
3: dude the worst part is like if you asked me about any one of those shows i couldn't tell you two things about them like i don't remember yeah. anything about them at the time i thought they were so fucking crucial and now looking back, I feel like the biggest fucking asshole. Yeah. I regret the hell out of it. And I get, and I get teased unmercifully about it because they know I feel bad about it. And they constantly remind me. I'm sure you guys are an asshole back home. <laughs> I'm sure you guys get this all the time, but like when you see like family members or something, they be like, Oh, I
1: haven't seen you in a fucking while, Mr. Rockstar. Like cause you miss you miss things all the fucking time because you're either on the road or in the studio or some shit like that. Dude, I get that all the fucking time. Which was actually the nice thing
3: about COVID that we didn't I I didn't get to miss, I didn't miss things. It was actually kind of nice. It's easier when Kenny, you I don't want to speak for you, but it's easier when you're like across the country from from mm. them. Cause then yeah. You kind of have an excuse, like Kenny. Yeah, your family's no like way is. across the country, right?
0: Having I mean, the success and getting that label rock star, anytime I didn't come home for anything, oh fucking Kenny's too good. You're like, yo, I live in California. Like, I'm going yeah. back to Florida for this. I'm sorry. But,
1: also, I'm not bullshit, and I just fucking played hindspiel with the Rolling Stones. Like, suck oh, my
0: yeah, dick. Yeah, I don't have a choice. Why do you say that? Because I was gonna say one of my buddies FaceTimed me as he walked down the aisle. <laughs> And that was when I was opening for the Rolling Stones at Heinz Field. And I was like, yo, it sucks I'm not there, but, like, check out my FaceTime. <laughs> you stunted on him on his wedding day? <laughs> hard. Hard. But he's one of my best friends. He FaceTimed me, West. He walked
1: down the aisle. Oh, man. The, the, <laughs> the fucking highs and lows of being a rock
0: star goddamn yeah. Uh
1: Yeah, so let's get – let's start. Let's get into things. Um, I think we
0: got to start out with the Taylor Hawkins news. Yeah, talking uh, about the of rock stars
1: you talking about loads of rock stars. And I mean, I think we all... Did we all find out from White Sox, Dave? Did we all find out from that text yeah, message?
0: The crazy thing is, Dave texted at like 8 p.m., almost exactly on the dot. I went straight to the internet. Nothing was on the internet yet, you right? You said so that. My, my brain went to like, okay, maybe it's this fucking whatever, blah, blah, blah. It took like five minutes, like at 8.05, before it started like coming out and pouring out. And you're like, oh, fuck, Dave was right. Holy shit. It's nuts.
1: Yeah. Dave, how did you find out?
2: So the... I was just looking at my phone. I looked at Twitter, and you know, on Twitter, it's a constant Rolodex. There was the Rolling Stones broke their own news, which I commend them for instead of what F- Foo F- F- Fighters, Foo Fighters, yeah. or, or the Rolling Stones. The Foo yeah, Fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they posted uh, it. So they posted it. I swear to God, I checked that post 10 times before I said something on Twitter to make sure it was actually a blue check mark, actually happened. Cause I know he had his issues like a couple decades ago and shit, but like as far as I was aware, that like that band's pretty clean, mm. um, for being you know rock stars, gods of rock. And when I was like, when it finally hit, I was like, "Fuck, this is real." I immediately hit you guys up, and but I like same same with you guys. Like I thought they were fucking pulling a prank or something. Like yeah. there was a million things going through my mind. Like, it was, I, I didn't believe it happened. I really did not believe it happened. I had
1: just walked in from the studio and I sat down and me and my wife are rewatching the Sopranos right now. So I'm like halfway through an episode of the Sopranos and I got that text and I, cause we were both like falling asleep on the couch and I shot up and I was like, Holy fuck. Taylor Hawkins is dead. And it just didn't sink in for a while. Cause like, I don't know how you guys feel about this. Like, that guy just fucking exuded joy and like happiness and yeah, yeah. like Smile like
0: every time whether he's playing drums or not he's just always smiling. One of some of my favorite like
1: interviews with him is when Dave Grohl would go on Howard Stern and no matter what Taylor Hawkins would always go with him. Like those two were just buddies and like even like the documentary they did when they when they made Wasting Light. Like Taylor Hawkins was just such a fucking joyous human being. Like it was really hard for me to imagine that guy not being on the earth anymore. And it, it it still hasn't really sunk in. And I went for the rest of the night, stayed up till like two, three in the morning, just watching clips of them like destroying stadiums doing them doing Wembley with fucking John Paul Jones and, and Jimmy Page and him singing lead on rock and roll. Like it just, I don't, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And I'm also, I want to say this, anybody rushing to conclusions about what happened and suck my balls on two fronts. I don't think you get a toxicology report back in fucking 10 hours in Colombia. I'm sorry. I, I just don't believe that. I, I, I don't want to hear that. I think that's fucking bullshit. And two, all the people Kenny, you're the one who tweeted this. And I dove into the right wing Twitter. Everybody's saying shit about that. It might've been the vaccine. Fuck off. Just go, go touch grass for five minutes. You need to get out of your own head. Cause that's some fucking bullshit. And I don't know, like I hate the way that the media handles this shit. They got paparazzi at the airport, getting the food fighters coming back, catching this moment between Dave Grohl and his manager. Just fucking nerds, dude. Yeah, that pisses me off. It's atrocious. And I mean, I, Dante, you, you've you been out and about. I think you were in Mexico when this all broke. Like, what was your reaction when everything went down?
3: Uh, we were at a huge dinner, like 20 people. And I saw our group text. And, you know, I was like, no fucking way. So I verified it myself. And then I told everybody, and nobody believed me. Everybody yeah. was like, okay, Um Partly because I'm constantly telling them uh, sports trades and moves that don't ever work out. So <laughs> I'm kind of like the boy who cried wolf when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> but uh, they, I I like passed my phone around and I was like, look, Foo Fighters posted it themselves. And everybody was just like, holy shit, man. Like probably one of the last people you would expect
1: yep. yeah.
3: to die suddenly like that.
1: I fully agree. And I mean, I think the only one, Kenny, have you had interactions with Taylor before?
0: Uh, he's, he, every band that plays rock and roll or whatever, uh, plays festivals with other bands. And you hope to, you like look to the side of stage to see who's there ever. You know, if you ever get a cool band watching you, Taylor was one of the people, one of the few, one of the like three or four, like rock stars who we noticed on the side of stage, like bobbing his head to us playing a show and like, that always stuck with me because I've always been a huge fan of his. And that's, you know, that was my only interaction with him was watching him enjoy our music.
1: I mean, you always catch people, their real character when nobody's looking. And someone like Taylor Hawkins, you've seen so many stories that people have posted about him sitting side stage. Yeah. There's even this amazing video of that girl, Nandy Bushnell, the one who, the drummer, the young drummer. Yeah. And there's a video of her playing Everlong and Taylor Hawkins sitting there literally on a throne next to her throne watching her play. And it was like a really beautiful thing. And I I think like when you see someone like this pass, you see the reactions from different people and just the outpouring of like love and disbelief that this guy wasn't with us anymore. Like we really did lose someone super special. And I really feel for Dave Grohl. I feel for his family. Um, I feel for all those guys. Shiflet, of course we talked to Shiflet about the Foo Fighters on this podcast. Um, I don't know, man. It's just fucking, it's crazy and life is short and, it's it's one of those ones that really stuck with me. And and I think there was like, I was doing some research when I, I was writing something about this and I did not know he was from Fort Worth, Texas because no one looks like they're from California more than Taylor Hawkins. Uh, he did, he like went to high school in California, but most people don't know the fact that he was the drummer for Alanis Morissette, yeah. which is something we've talked about in this podcast before.
0: Oh, I did not know that. Yep. If you oh, watch the- where he got poached from. The- and yeah, he- there's been so many people going around. Awesome. I do this story, but like how he got into the band, he was friends with Dave, and Dave had just put out the first record, was looking for a drummer. Taylor calls him, and Dave's like, hey, do you know any drummers? And Dave accredits that to him being like, yo, he played in Atlantis Morissette, selling out stadiums across yeah. the world. He goes, I had no idea he would even think about taking a demotion to play in Foo Fighters. We were stoked to have him. It's, cra- it's such a cool story. It is, and like you got to think about the balls on Taylor Hawkins.
1: He left the security of being with probably the biggest pop star on earth at that time to be the drummer in a band. Easy, easy. I'm saying Alanis Moore. She was one of the biggest. This was oh, when Jagged was. Little. Yeah. This is when Jagged Little Pill had just come out.
2: Maybe the the album of the '90s, not one of the best. Albums. You don't
1: think that Alanis Morissette was one of the biggest pop stars in the world at that time? No, one of. Not That's what me. I.
2: Okay. At that time,
1: Jagged Little Pill was fucking gigantic.
3: So I wasn't
1: like, I wasn't like cognitively around for it, but you know, do your research. Like, it was big.
0: Was. That shit was fucking huge. It was massive. It was well,
1: either either way, you got to think about the fact that he left the comfort of the Alanis Morissette gig to drum for a band fronted by one of the most legendary
3: drummers in rock bro, and roll. If, we, if bro, if we want to go down nineties nineties pop stars, let's let's fucking I'll throw gloves. Let's have an episode. All right, Dante. I, well, I'm I'll, sorry I'll, he wasn't. I'll dr- give you ju- I, I think Jewel, I think Amy Grant would both like a word. Yo, this oh. is another
0: question you got to post.
2: Call yeah. Up. We'll get some, we'll get yes. into it. I was
1: yeah, going to say, we'll, Dante, I'm sorry it wasn't drumming for Natalie Ambruglia. I
3: know
2: how much yeah. <laughs> you love her.
3: <laughs>
2: yes, I'm sorry. Girl. That's torn, right? Yeah, torn. Yeah, yeah, it's Dante. Right,
1: sorry,
3: to, sorry to get you off the subject. Keep no, keep no, 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 no. You're good, man.
1: So I'm just saying. This like, will be a good topic, though. Make a note of it. Oh, okay. Note taken. Um, but you got to think about it. Like This dude literally jumped in Dave Grohl's band. Who literally was looking for a drummer because on that second record, David recut the drums on the record over top of his other drummer. And that's why that drummer left. And they were looking for a drummer for that exact reason. He walked in to a fucking tense situation for any drummer. And he walked in and spent the next 25 fucking years doing eight records and absolutely fucking tearing the roof off the place. And, you know, rest in peace to, to Taylor Hawkins. I just wanted to ask if anybody... We'll start with you, Kenny.
0: Do you have any, like, specific drum performance from Taylor, like, in the Foo Fighters catalog that, like, jumps out to you? No, I would say that um, I got the pleasure of opening for them at Stubbs Outdoors in Mm. Austin. Uh, And I got to be side stage for that, you know, like, all of, like, heavy in the mix. And that blows away anything I've ever seen online, anything, any just that experience in person, like there was such a huge rock band and not huge in like the reach, like huge in the wall of sound. Like it's a fucking rock band. Dave came out and like, da you know, like what's up? He goes, we're going to play some fucking hits. And <laughs> songs, you're like, that's so heavy dude to come out and be like, we're going to play some fucking hits. Oh, love it. I don't know. I that know, stuck with me. I know. I
1: know Dave loves Chevy metal.
2: Yeah. I've seen Chevy metal a few times. Dante, how, how big would you say the, the Metro is? Or the Metro. Uh, it's like
0: 750. Maybe yeah, it's,
2: it's small is my point. Yeah, so you,
3: I was gonna I was gonna say like with upstairs, maybe like 11, dollars
0: Yeah, that big
2: well, yeah, whatever it is. It's a small venue. This is yeah. in like twenty seventeen or so. I saw Chevy Metal and I was twenty feet from Taylor Hawkins. I'm ninety-five percent sure I got roofied that night but
1: this was that night
2: that night. Yeah. But the, I mean, it was, I was like jaw to the ground. I, and I, I wish that Bob Fox was on right now because him and I kind of had this out. Obviously I don't know shit about music as a whole, but specifically technicalities in music, like how to play music, blah, blah, blah. And like seeing him live from that close, I'm like, he's the most talented musician in, in the Foo Fighters. And that's what, no disrespect to Dave Grohl at all. He's great, unbelievable at what he does. But like watching Taylor Hawkins play drums, like I don't think that Dave Grohl, and I know he's Nirvana and was famous drummer before he was famous guitarist, blah blah blah. But I was like, Taylor Hawkins is like he's his skill set on the drums is better than anything Dave Grohl does. I don't think Dave Grohl's some great guitarist or anything. Or no, I mean theater. no. He's a
1: he's a front man. He's he's a good songwriter. But Kenny, would you or Kenny and Dante? I ask you this: If you had to pick a drummer in the Foo Fighters, would you pick Dave Grohl or would you pick Taylor Hawkins?
0: Well, when you go back to like the shape and some of their first records, that like it's all Dave's writing, and like Dave isn't even the best drummer in in history, but his playing style in Nirvana was such a definitive 90s hard rock fucking 15 inch tom fucking drummer thing and taylor took it and kind of made it his own so it's not really it's apples and oranges you know what i mean like i agree with that too but i mean watching taylor play was a little bit more effortless because dave played really hard like he doesn't tickle the drums dave hits as hard as he can yeah. and taylor was kind of more of like a really fast like efficient guy this is
1: different great separation between hands and feet with taylor hawkins like very very like I, I keep posting that video of Rope, the, the drum track, the Rope, the isolated drum track. He had a great ability to stand out but not step on the band, which I always thought was amazing. Like when you when you listen to like The Who or Keith Moon or anything like that, Keith Moon's always stepping all over everybody and everybody thinks about Keith Moon as a great drummer.
0: And Taylor, Taylor Hawkins played that 16th note hat in fucking Everlong yep. for a whole song. That shit's so hard. Da, 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 da. It's the whole time. It's so hard. Do you think that the Foo Fighters will ever
1: go back out again?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. The Do show must go on, and not in a money-making way. You know, so they're a rock band, and like, I after twenty-five years in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame role in Nirvana and Foo Fighters, right? And then Kurt, and now Taylor. What a weird legacy or history in rock and roll. I don't know. Maybe this could be like, you know, what I'm done. I don't know.
2: That, yeah, ask you that guys. message
3: they that message they just put out a few hours ago is really sad. It like, was. It wasn't like optimistic, like, you know, we'll, we'll be back. Or it was just like, oh, fuck, man. And you can tell they're really, really, really fucking hurting.
1: I don't know where they go from here. And this could be the last time we see them tour because they don't need to. None of them need to work. They don't need to. And having Dave having to replace a drummer or another band member again, because Nirvana never played together after Kurt. Obviously you couldn't because that was Nirvana, but I don't know. You might see Dave Grohl again as a solo thing. He might go out as Dave Grohl. I talked to Robbie Fox about this off the record, and we were just—he—he's less optimistic than I am. Um, but I don't know, man. It's—it's it's just a fucking—it's an unbelievable situation. And, you know, thoughts and prayers to his family. Thoughts and prayers to to the Foo Fighters as a whole, and I hope we see him again. I do.
2: Yes, good. Do you think that like? I've had this conversation with people as a joke before, but at the same time, like I'm dead serious. Like if I got fucking hit by a car across the street, and I'm gone tomorrow.
1: Yeah.
2: I would want you guys to go to fucking uproar or something and just get completely shit faced. Life goes on. I bet you they've had that conversation, especially, I mean, I, something tells me that, that this was like the end of like a very sad story because you don't just fucking decide to take a drug cocktail with fentanyl and heroin and all that shit. Like you're doing that for a while and building up to the point where you're going to OD again, you know, um, I think
1: I, I do. I do wonder whether or not there was any warning signs, if that is the case that happened. And I also wonder whether or not the situation of COVID and, and breaking the routine of making yeah, records and touring, question. whether or not the idle hand situation was what got people in trouble. Do you know what I mean? Like, We'll, we're not going to know for a long time, and, and I, I don't know what happens from here. But like when I, when someone in a Goliath of a band like Foo Fighters passes away, you don't I don't know where they go from here. I really don't.
2: And you think Taylor Hawkins would want the Foo Fighters to go on? Yes, absolutely. So there's your answer. That's why I think so too, and I think that's why they will go on because they'll want they'll be like Taylor told us to do this. We're doing this, you know. Who
1: would they Who would they have drum? Is my uh, my first guess was they would go out with Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers.
2: That'd be awesome.
1: That would be my. I don't. I don't know. It's so soon.
2: Matt Cameron that would be awesome.
1: Matt Cameron could be a could be an option. Jack, um, dude, maybe they they bring because Josh
0: Howell may can play the drums. I'd be interested to see that. Yeah, but he's a fucking dick. <laughs> Obviously, but him and Grohl are boys. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're close. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that like, how do you even have that conversation? Yeah, how do you even broach that? Impossible, it's it's you know? it's impossible. But all right.
1: Let's let's move on from from that. And once again, um, thoughts and prayers, to everybody. And right, the, the last,
0: thing, if you if everybody hasn't seen, who's listening, and my friends here, Harry Farrell's uh, statement that he released. Yeah. He released a video talking about his best friend Taylor. It's really good. It's like five minutes long. Look it up after this. It's it's incredible.
1: Harry Farrell, of course, from Jane's Addiction. Uh, I will I will I will definitely check that out. But um, mo- moving on to to I guess this segues us into something. Not as morbid, but something fucking equal is wild. We have the Grammys coming up. We gotta talk about the Oscars real quick. And I'm only talking about this because it involves a Grammy Award winner, Mr. William Smith, uh Philadelphia's native son. It's impossible for us not to talk about this. What,
2: wait, the wait, fuck, wait. Man? what did he win a Grammy for? Uh did I it think it was.
1: No, it was way back. I think it was for parents just don't understand.
2: Okay. I think this was like all right, all right. I was gonna say if you want a fucking Grammy for that trash, I'd be pissed. Well, 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 yeah, I mean, catchy song. It's an awful song.
1: That movie sucked balls.
2: It was horrible.
1: I want to double check this. Will Smith definitely won a
3: Grammy. Uh, I I honestly don't know, dude. He won. I've never played, uh, yes.
1: Oh, my God. He's won. He won two Grammys. Uh, rap solo performance for Getting Jiggy With It. Rap solo performance <laughs> for Men in Black. We are the men in black. Damn, the Grammys really didn't give a fuck about hip hop back in the day, did they?
2: (laughs) Seriously. Those are two big songs. I mean, they were big, but they fucking suck.
1: Yeah, Grammy, his first Grammy was in 1999. I thought he won it way back in the day for either like summertime or getting or for um, parents just don't understand.
2: But yeah, so one of my movies I've never seen. What? Black. You never saw Men in Black? Just one of those movies for me. I've seen part, I, I know what Men in Black is, obviously. I've seen. Parts of it to like know the plot, but I've never seen it start to finish. Jesus,
1: uh, that'll be your next Shrek moment. Uh, but yeah, so let, let's talk. Let's talk about this real quick. Um, Dante, you wrote a big blog about this. What is your takeaway from fucking Will Smith, Pimp Slap, and Chris Rock?
3: Uh, I don't know. I. I'm like the resident conspiracy theorist. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone just thinks I like walk around with a tin hat, tin foil hat <laughs> on, because I, I just don't trust anything that I Neither see, what. here. I, I that famous quote, you know, like believe half of what you see, none of what you what hear. What you hear, that's yeah. Like, that's like a hundred percent how I operate, especially nowadays with fucking everything has motivations and yeah, agenda driven. Yeah, so. I don't know, man. I as I was watching it, I was I was high, so I was, so confused. <laughs> it was uh, high. I was like, "Am I imagining this? Is this like?" And then, uh, you know, social media is blowing up, and all these text threads are blown up, and I'm sitting there like, "Is this really happening?" Like, I couldn't fucking figure it out, but I could discern between. If that was natural, a hundred percent natural, I just see it going a completely different way. I see people getting up and stopping Will Smith, which nobody did. Uh, I see security coming out from side stage, which there's tons of, and nobody did. I see Chris Rock backing up, backtracking, being like, you know, what's going on? What's the matter? Which he didn't do. I see basically, I see Chris Rock doing anything except what he did was which was put his hands behind his back and like lean into it and like brace himself for it which was do you think he was expecting will smith to bitch slap him no but it just seems so choreographed and unnatural like it like if someone came up if you said something that you knew upset somebody and they were walking up towards up to you and they were bigger than you would you just stand you would you would do something you would put your hands up in front of yourself like just instinctually like not even like not in that situation like your an
2: your animal
3: instinct would kick in you would not sit there like this like you're like on the fucking drill drill sergeant line or drill line or whatever then on top of it the camera cuts out to a wide angle right as he's like approaching him. Like why wouldn't the camera cut into a close-up view or keep it on the view that it was on? Why would they go wide like that? So that you couldn't see what was about to happen up close. I think I'm flipping yeah. opinions. I think this might be set up. I think Dante's flipping me. I don't know, man. I just, I just, I'm not saying it, it was cause I, I can't understand why. Like I'm, I'm trying to like, there's, there's unless they're just ratings insane. Yeah. Which they are. Yeah. Like I can't understand the motivation of why they would set it up but it just does not seem like it was it was natural to me. That's all. I, I, mean, I I'm just I'm totally just so fucking sick. I'm just so sick of all these people that I'm, I'm embarrassed that we're wasting this much time talking about them.
1: I think everybody's sick of it. I literally think that's what happened last night. I, Jim Carrey had a great quote where he was like, it was fucking terrible. And also, I don't think we're like the cool kids anymore. I think people were sick of us. And I think, I think he's right. I think fucking... First off, I should be more slanted towards Will Smith because he is a native son of my city. Bro, that man's down bad. That man's down real bad. If that, if that shit was real, he's down bad that was fucking the wildest shit i've ever seen in my entire life kenny you're awfully quiet what do you think
0: dante's my favorite man because <laughs> <laughs> i'm really the same way honestly i'm the same way but i can't get past what even mr dante said at the end because all i see online is oh that was staged that was staged oscar ratings oscar ratings and i'm like hold on Ho- hold the fucking phone this man's never cursed. In 30 years of Music or Music, but he's going to go and assault somebody and then scream obscenities on international live TV. Oh, I never even thought of or that. To, to what? To help the Oscars ratings? Give me a fucking break. I, I think he had, I think he had a, a breakdown. And speaking to what Dante said about not expecting it or expecting it, you know, we're streets, dog. Like... It's, if you're Chris Rock and Will Smith is walking up to you, I think the furthest thing in your mind is that once I was doing like it's just such a different situation of like you and me what did you, outside a restaurant. What do you, th- what, do you up? Up. what do you think was going through his head though? What do
3: you think was going through his like, head? Like, like I on, bet you Chris on, like, Rock like, thought that it was
2: the bit. When he was walking up like what it, like I like this is exactly what I would have thought if I was Chris Rock. I would have made the joke. I would have seen him get like out of his chair and start walking up I would have thought that he was going to grab the mic and start like improving, Yeah, yeah or something like that. A little yeah. bit joke around. I would not in a million years thought he was going to open fist, bitch slap me. And fake or not, he fucking hit the shit out of him. Oh, he got rocked. He got rocked.
0: But like, he came down, which is my favorite. <laughs> Yo.
2: what, dude, if he's, a, he's an incredible actor. I love Will Smith. Like, he is great. He's fantastic. Like- I would put him above Denzel Washington in terms of African-American. Oh, I don't know
1: about
0: all that. Yeah, because you Dude, guys- what, what are you talking about? <laughs>
3: You're just finished talking about Wild Wild West being like one of the worst movies ever. Ooh,
0: Genie and Aladdin.
2: <laughs> I've seen Seven Pounds. I've seen that when, when Will Smith is acting. I'm not talking about shit like that, like cheap thrill stuff. Bro, did you it's see a Macbeth? the better actor dude, than Will. Smith.
1: Did you see the new Macbeth with fucking Denzel? Dude, Denz,
3: dude, Denzel would never, ever, even fathom
2: taking a role like that. Or because he does the same thing in every movie. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole, though. When he sat back down and he was saying, "Don't talk about my fucking wife," whatever the quote was. As good of an actor and as much respect as I have for Will Smith. I am looking into his eyes right there and that is pissed off dad slash husband acting or anger. He was genuinely fucking furious and I could see it in his eyes. There was nothing, nothing that was not serious about that.
1: But he was laughing three seconds before that he was laughing. So his wife got up and was like, I'm going to beat the shit out of Chris. And Rock. I
2: think that was one of those sarcastic, like ha, 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 you get this motherfucker. Watch this. <laughs> no. That's what I you think. know what you know?
3: You know what that was and I th- that was like the one thing that makes me think that it was it was natural is how many guy my guys that are in serious relationships can relate to this how many times have you laughed at something you n- you immediately realize oh fuck I shouldn't have laughed at that and every you, day and you have to save yourself so what do you do you like you overcorrect yes. that was the biggest overcorrection of all time she probably he probably saw out of the corner of his eye her give him a fucking death stare because he was laughing at it and he said oh fuck (laughs) he's already he's already in the he's already in the doghouse he had to overcorrect Dude, and
1: she's gonna fuck so many dudes if I don't go hit Chris Rock. <laughs> oh, so,
3: speaking
0: of that shit, has anybody seen Andrew Schultz's take on all this? Yes, it's fucking Dude, outstanding. Like, oh, where, I was where, crying, laughing, and God bless him for always being the guide, the dependable k- comic to show that there shouldn't be a line in comedy. There is no oh, man. Where is it? Where is it, Kenny? Just words. It's on. It's on his Instagram. Oh, dude, it's, it's, nar- it's like jaw dropping the whole time. You're like, I fucking can't believe he said that. As amazing a night as it was for Twitter, it
1: was also an insufferable following day when everybody was trying to get their like fucking you know, good boy points off, where they were like, well, she has alopecia, so she's disabled. It's not a disability. Dude,
2: my best one, I shouldn't say best, one of my very best friends on the planet got alopecia in high school and is, there is not a single follicle of hair on his body. He is the healthiest dude on earth.
1: Dave checked his whole body. He's looking for hair. He find any.
2: There, I'm, it's, it's the truth, though. He's but it sucks. He doesn't have hair. We busted his balls. I'm sure it wasn't easy on him. He's completely. I'll, t-
3: I'll tell you how fucking stupid I am. Up until this whole education process, we got on the on the. Is it a disease? What is it? A disease? No, a sickness? An illness? It's an it's, illness. Okay, it's
2: an autoimmune disease technically, okay. where it. For some reason, your like white blood cells or whatever the ones that attack viruses and shit, they think of your hair follicles as like a virus, so they attack them and they fall out. Yeah, it's your sure. body doing what it's supposed to. It's just like programmed incorrectly, but it, it's it's there is absolute 0.000, 000 sickness or disability or long term effects. You just lose your hair. So it's like eczema. Sure, I I don't know. I, I just I have a very close friend, like I said, that has alopecia. And I know it very well because I grew up with, you know, one of my best friends having it. So that's what it is.
1: It's not a disability.
2: People were like,
1: like, oh, man, this is so ableist what Chris Rock did.
2: Shut up, dude. He doesn't have cancer.
0: The best part of the whole thing was the first thing Chris Rock said after Will Smith went to go sit back down. He goes, it was a G.I. Jane 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 joke. joke. Seriously. That was the first thing he said. I fucking hate award shows, dude.
2: I saw someone saying I fucking hate Amy Schumer's guts. I <laughs> she is roadkill like dead rats in my alley right now. I love the uh, she could have I would have been her biggest fan on earth if she got on stage and fucking made a G.I. J. joke and pointed right at her. <laughs>
1: just follow up and dunk. That would just, have been amazing.
2: Just, just dare him to do something.
1: Like, every presenter after that made a different joke about Jada Pickett-Smith. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: that's her That's her punishment. She had to sit there and get made fun of for the rest of the show. The best fucking memes were the ones that were like, if Will Smith didn't slap Chris Rock, I wouldn't have even known the Oscars were happening.
2: Oh, dude, I turned it... I saw social media going crazy. I had no idea. Texts were, like, lighting up and I ignore my phone after, like, 9 p.m. usually. I fucking turned it on immediately. Immediately, I would love to see the before and after because I wasn't watching it. I was watching Peaky Blinders again. you see that
0: Chris Rock's ticket sales for his upcoming tour spiked harder 200. than ever have in history. 200%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's That's like cool. the,
3: the good Kenny is the Andrew Schultz thing, the thing of him in like a knight's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Oh man, <laughs> dude, I can't wait to fucking watch
0: <laughs> the other great the memes. In the background during the whole thing are like, dude. Dude, come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, the other great memes
1: were like the ones that were like, you know, Will's going to get his dick sucked like crazy night." And I saw somebody tweet like, damn, Jada's going to suck dick tonight and then text Will about it. And I was like, Yeah He's going to let Will walk so hard tonight. Oh, Will's going to watch so hard. That was good. But uh, like I said, I fucking hate award shows. So let's talk about the Grammys. Uh, Kenny in the group said, I don't care. I agree. I don't care. But we are the music podcast, so we have to at least acknowledge the fact that it exists. Listen. But, Couldn't be a worse fucking time, honestly, because people are so fed up with this bullshit. Honestly, I tweeted this and people actually thought I was serious. Somebody actually commented on this and was like, what the fuck is this? I tweeted that uh, for the sake of Grammys, Billie Eilish is going to ceremoniously execute 6ix9ine on stage at the Grammys. And somebody literally tweeted me and was like, wait, what are you talking about? And I was like, you have to be the dumbest motherfucker alive.
0: God, I wish there's something to keep up with the Oscars.
1: I don't know, but uh, I think we can all agree that nobody really gives a fuck. Uh, I just thought I would go through a couple of the main categories and just see what we thought. Uh, let's start off with record of the year. Uh, we have ABBA. First of all, stop me when you know any of these songs, ABBA, John Batiste, who was fucking awesome for a song called freedom, Tony Bennett and lady Gaga peaches by Justin Bieber. Uh, right on time by Brandi Carlisle. Kiss Me More by Doja Cat, Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish, Call Me by Your Name by Lil Nas X, and Driver's License for Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, I hate them all. Yeah, it's not a great not a great list. There, uh, I think Driver's License is going to win. I, I honestly, I think we could stop this short and just say, just give them all to Olivia Rodrigo. She's going to win everything. She is. She really like I, I can't see anything in there that would beat that. First off, why the fuck did Abba get nominated?
0: their first record in fucking 40 years.
1: Swedish fucks. Oh, also Leave the Door by Silk, Silk Sonic is on there. That's my pick. That's a fucking hosting it this year.
2: Trevor Noah's hosting it. We
1: talked about this.
2: That's right. Uh, hard pass.
1: Man, I, I'm going through this, and by the way, the next category for Song of the Year is the exact same songs. Literally the exact same songs. It for those of you who don't know, Record of the Year is for Recording of the Year, and the Song of the Year is for the song itself. Um, it's literally all the same songs. What the fuck? Who's up for best new artist this year? Let's go through that. TK yeah, is going to win. Uh, so it's, I don't want to mispronounce this. I don't want to mispronounce this name. It's Aruj Aftab. I'm not sure who that artist is. Uh, Jimmy Allen, who's fucking awesome. Great country singer. Uh, Baby Keem, Kenny's boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phineas, eight time Grammy Award winner, who's also nominated for. Uh, Best new artist, but we'll get into that later. Glass Animals, whose first record came out in twenty fourteen. Uh, Japanese Breakfast, at Philly, the kid Laroy, uh, fucking rich kid from Australia who does rap. Arlo Parks, great artist. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo and Saweetie, who is best known for dating Quavo and having a fucking gross happy meal.
0: It is a shoe in for it, but it's shoe in. Whoever that first person was, we were talking about. A rouge
2: after. Hey, let me ask you a question on how that works. So, Colin, how long's Fox Sharp in around? Uh,
1: 2017 was our first record, but 2014 was our first EP.
2: Okay. So six, seven or five, six years or so. Yep. Um, if you guys put out a record tomorrow, that just went fucking crazy. Everybody loved it. Nominated. Could you get technically best new artists?
1: Yes. And Dante, you tweeted at me sarcastically and said like, it's subjective. I think you tweeted at me when I posted that fucking video. Uh, it turns out it really is just subjective. I looked up the actual criteria, And there's for best new artists, there's
3: criteria that says you have to put on this many. I said it's arbitrary. Arbitrary. That's the word. Which means they just like make it up as. Yeah, no rhyme or reason. Nope, it's exactly what it is. It's it's a joke. It's a joke. joke. So I have the actual list here.
1: You must have released a minimum of five singles or tracks and one album in the year that you're nominated. You can't have not been entered into the category more than three times, which who the fuck gets nominated for best new artist more than once? Yeah. Uh, and you, this is the, this is the part. Where it's really suggest it's subjective. It says must have achieved a breakthrough into the public consciousness and impact the musical landscape during the eligibility period, which is why Glass Animals, like I said, they've been on fucking huge festival lineups for years now. But Heat Waves was a giant hit, and it was their first giant hit. So, re- like they they came into the public consciousness in 2014, but on a mainstream scale, it was 2022.
0: Damn. So that we should have won Best New Artist in 2012. <laughs> Being honest. <laughs> you should have you know, won, you know something. Did? fucking who? fun, huge band. Okay, yeah. Well, fun was that. You you got caught up in a bad time because that's all Mark Ronson's productions. Was that Mark Ronson? Yeah, I man. He did most of the Mark Ronson and um Jack Antonoff. Jack Antonoff did the later shit. It was Mark Ronson and the guy who did all the Jeff Basker, the Kanye producer.
1: Get the fuck out of here! They both worked on Fun.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. And that's how Mark Ronson and Jeff Basker ended up going from Fun to. Uh, the records. Yeah! Wow, I
1: didn't know that. Whole, dude, you had three different fucking huge producers on that same record, and then what Nate Ruess singing. It was
0: huge! It was monstrous.
1: Yeah, that sucks for you. You, I can't believe you never got nominated for a Grammy. Not one nom. Sucks to be you, dude. Oh shit, <laughs> piece of shit. Got to me about sale, man. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like looking at this, there's nothing here. Like I think Olivia Rodrigo is going to win that easy.
0: Oh like, yeah. Me too. I don't want her. She too. might
1: as well just stay up on stage all night. Like I, 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 don't really see anything here that screams that anybody's going to really take her down in any of these categories. Like I'm, a, the only category that I'm really interested in is best rap album. It's J. Cole, Drake, Nas, Kanye, and Tyler.
0: It's the best. That's a, like that's incredible that there's that many great artists on there. The rest of the Grammys suck.
1: And those are all great fucking records. Dante, who do you think's going to take that home?
3: I mean, I want J. Cole, too, yeah. but uh, I don't know, man. They, they, they are always like so fucking corny when it comes to the rap category. It always Agreed. It's always like a popularity contest or they swing the other way and they try to be like super fucking trendy. So, I mean, there's a really good chance Tyler, Tyler wins it, which I know I think- you're a huge fan of his, but I'm not. I mean,
1: I have my bit, my favorite artist in this category, Kanye. Uh, I think Tyler's gonna win. Honestly, Nas got his Grammy already, so Nas has that that stain taken.
0: Fucking record is incredible.
1: All these albums are amazing. I think Cole Cole's record is fucking unbelievable. I and I love Cole. The fact that I don't think Cole has a Grammy yet, so maybe they'll do the thing where they give it to Cole so he can get his Grammy the way they did with Nas last year. But I think Tyler's going to win. I think Tyler's record was the best record, to be completely honest. I thought it was incredible. I thought it was awesome. Dave, any opinion on the rap category? Got nothing. Didn't think so. Uh, best rap song, DMX is nominated. Uh, I don't know. I, I, to be completely honest, I think I just talked to myself out of caring about the Grammys even less.
0: Like these, <laughs> it's, it's not good. How are they going to one-up the bitch Right, that's, that's what that's I said. How do they up the Oscars? How do they do yeah. that?
1: Uh, oh, Lil Nas X has to make out with the devil on stage. Done. Vin, Vin did. What's next? <laughs> I don't know. He's gonna perform, so he I, that like and that was in that fucking video. How else can you get attention? Just I don't know. Great penetration at the Grammys.
0: <laughs> <We> gotcha. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, maybe that'd be it, dude. I don't know. Well, I, I'll, I'll I'll in Connecticut, there's uh, the Foxwoods Casino, and what's the other one right next to it, Dante? The Mohegan, Mohegan Sun. Mohegan Sun. So when I was out there watching my friend play baseball, and this is what I hope happens with the Grammys and the Oscars, we would go to casinos um, every night, you know, and we would just bounce back and forth. And these two casinos are unfucking believable It's like they're on the middle of Indian reservations in bumfuck Connecticut. And I was talking to one of them.
3: They're gigantic. They are huge. Foxwoods is, is, believe it or not, the biggest casino in the country. Oh, I,
2: I guarantee it is. But every time, actual
3: like casino next, floors
2: and these casinos are literally right next door to each other. Anytime one casino builds up, the next one's got out, do it now, do it now, do it, out, do it, it. I hope that's what happens. Like the bitch is going to be hard to outdo, but don't put it past these scumbags out in LA looking at you, Kenny. Okay. <laughs> their You know, those
1: it. coastal elites like Kenny Carkey.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. 1% son.
1: What if we see Kenny get pulled on stage and ceremoniously sacrificed at the Grammys? Like just that's the end of Kenny.
2: Kind Kenny of was, fucking rotisserie.
1: Yeah, yeah, Kenny's on a spit. <laughs> uh oh, real quick before we move on from this, let's talk about the rock categories. Because this just made me real sad. This really? is the state of this is the state of rock and roll. Uh no, don't do it. Why?
2: I think I know what you're gonna say. Go ahead.
1: I'm not no, I'm not All, all I'm saying is. This doesn't bode for the future of rock and roll when the nominees are ACDC, Chris Cornell, Foo Fighters, and Deftones.
0: Like- Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold up. Yeah. For That's for what? Best rock album?
1: Performance. Best rock album is ACDC, Black Pumas, which by the way, they're only putting Black Pumas in here because they're the only current act that anybody cares about in this scenario. So the rock album is not even for a, a normal album. The Black Pumas album is a live album From Capitol Records So it's ACDC, Chris Cornell Foo Fighters and Paul McCartney From McCartney 3 which was awesome But I thought that was like 3 years ago at this point That is where we are There's nothing in the rock category past that The only in best rock song Eddie Van Halen's son Who I played a show with in October Is nominated Other than that it's Weezer, Kings of Leon Paul McCartney and Foo Fighters If this was like 1997 I'd be like wow that sounds really good It's 2022. It's It's not not good.
0: It's not looking good.
1: (laughs) It's a goddamn legacy reward at this point.
2: Pick it up, Colin. I'm trying, Dave. (laughs) I'm going for it. (sighs) I would pop on that. Actually, I would watch the Grammys if you guys got nominated.
1: I would hope so, Dave. I
2: would would hope. (laughs) I would tune in for when I was following Twitter and I saw Best Rock Album was coming up or something.
1: Bro, the, uh, is the is the Rock Award even going to get fucking announced on the broadcast? Is the question. Is this now like Best Alternative Latin Album where they do it beforehand and Bill Burr gets canceled for it? Like, what the fuck,
0: man? That's crazy. That's you know crazy. It's been five years since Twenty One Pilots won Best or won Record of the Year. Which we're is rock. like still at least the, a rock record, quote unquote, alternative rock, was winning record of the year. But that was fucking five years ago, man. What's been happening? I don't know. And I don't have any
1: good answers. But that just made me real fucking sad. And this is not shitting on them, but this just feels like a legacy award at this point. When four of the five nominees were popular 25 years ago.
2: That right. doesn't speak to
1: the current state of what's going on. I don't know. Fuck. I need a drink
3: well uh, Bl- blame the academy, man. It's I'm your about to, peers. I'm about to have Will Smith go up there and bitch slap somebody, dude. It's your, it's your peers. I mean, I, all these. Do you guys know any academy judges? I know a few. Andrew like <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot that he is one. He's all right. So he's a cool one. My but, lawyer. Yeah, all the other ones I know are like the biggest egomaniacs, and they're, my, they're my lawyer.
1: Ops. My lawyer is a is a Grammy. Uh, board member which is pretty and my boy chill moody chill moody who's been on the podcast before is also a member of the grammy board
2: how's That's he awesome. he's a, he's a stun.
1: chill's a great guy man he just rung the bill he rung the bell at the sixers game recently he's got a new uh a new shoe coming out with new balance so he's on fire yeah great he's guy. great guy man um all right fuck i didn't even want to get into the grammys but that just made me sad uh let's go into on list off the list uh i will let you know what Let's go around. Kenny, why don't you
0: start where you're on the list? What'd you say we're doing on? On. On. My. Usually precursors off. Okay. Yeah. 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 I got a big one this week, fellas. Big on the list. Ooh. Thinking about this one all week. Go. Smuckers Uncrustable Sandwiches. Yo, I just talked about uncrustables earlier. Dude, I went to Costco. I bought the box of a thousand. I put them all <laughs> in the fridge, and I have been nomming these fucking things for a week straight. Like that's my. Did lunch, you just say a
1: thousand? So
0: good, huh? A thousand? No, it's like thirty-six or something. Oh it my like god! 1, <laughs> hey, what are you fucking getting ready for a nuclear apocalypse, <laughs> so dude? I also want to bring home a fucking pallet of uncrustables. They're incredible, bro.
2: This isn't uncrustables. I do enjoy an uncrustable. See how much? This is a big jar. This is a 26-ounce jar of peanut butter. And- <laughs>
1: Look at Ace going for the peanut butter, yo. That butter.
2: <laughs> now, granted, he has gotten a lot of peanut butter because I'll put it in the ball and he'll shut the fuck up. I got this on Saturday. I yes, fucking too. love peanut butter and jelly. Me too, I would go man. to war for peanut butter and jelly. Me too.
3: Now, is that strawberry jelly?
2: Yeah.
0: I
3: like
2: strawberry. I'm with strawberry. Fuck grape, Jones.
3: Yo, it's a weird Colin. It's a weird thing. I I got into a big battle a few months ago. Midwestern people are strawberry people. I think East coast people are great people. I never, I never knew that.
1: I'm not a strawberry guy in general. Uh, It's like, I don't like artificial strawberry. I don't like strawberry preserves. I'm I'm fucked up.
2: I'll say this. Smuckers, I love your peanut butter. Your jelly stinks. I usually get the like more expensive. It's like six or seven bucks for uh half You gotta go to like the farmers markets and get
0: the preserves. Oh, yes, the preserves in it. It's preserve. No, I'm the same way with cranberry
1: sauce as I am with jelly. Give me the fakest fucking most gelatin one. I want the fake shit. I grew up poor, dude. I got the fake John. I don't have the fucking preserves. Although I will say I'm a bigger fan of peanut butter and fluff than I am of peanut butter and jelly. Oh, uh, you pervert. Disgusting. That I know.
0: is fucking. Sick me.
1: I know. Fight me about it, dude. I'm coming to Chicago and I'm gonna slap you on both sides of your face with one side fluff, one side peanut butter. Fucking sand.
2: Uh, fluff is disgusting.
1: Yeah, I'm not arguing that it's bad for you. It's just fucking melted marshmallows. I like it. It's a great pre-gym snack. Dave, who's on your list?
2: Who's on my list today? I'm gonna go with um I'll go with Chevy Metal, actually. I was thinking okay. about that earlier. Uh, Have have you guys seen Chevy Metal? I've seen videos, never saw him live. Yeah, it's just a, it's just like a fucking garage band, but they're, it's Taylor Hawkins, you know, he's having fun playing cover music, just fucking around basically, and they're super fucking fun. I've seen him twice. Second time I got roofied, and that is my off the list. The guy who roofied me, so you cut off like half my Taylor's Hawkins memory from seeing him.
1: And probably play with your butt too, Dante. Who's on your list?
3: Uh, Tiger Woods. Hell yeah, let's go.
1: Masters,
2: now.
3: Masters baby. Uh, I don't think it's going to bode well, but uh, the whole Father's Day or when he had a few years ago with his kid out there, was oh, like was the one of like the best sports moments ever. So I don't know if we got something even close to that. It would be epic. I think the world needs something like that right now. Bro, his kid
1: is going to be unfucking fucking believable <laughs> <I know. laughs>
3: He's already a stud, dude.
1: Oh, my God. Charlie Woods is a monster. Why the fuck do I know Tiger Woods' kid's name? I, Dude, this is one of the best sports weekends of the year. You got the Masters and the Final Four. Great fucking sports weekend.
2: And uh, then you got the Derby coming up. Which oh, you, Kentucky
1: Derby's coming up.
2: Yeah, in about a month. Dave, you got horses, right? I do. I own a couple of... So, Dante's in the group, too. Um, yeah. We have two horses that are legit, like awesome horses. Not Kentucky Derby awesome, but like a, a step below that.
1: He's like, and the other horses heading for the glue factory?
2: No, nah, they just stink. I still <laughs> like. <them. laughs> they run the Arkansas Derby.
0: The
2: <laughs> Arkansas Derby is a huge
0: race. Wait, didn't the horse last year they found doping and shit?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. that horse just died in like early December from it had a heart attack on the course.
0: Damn, R.I.P. Okay. Kentucky Derby's got to do the most. Here's the thing. thing about that seemingly racist event. <laughs> just from the <laughs> just from the like patronage that's there.
2: It's it's my dad goes to it every year. It's like a NASCAR race, he says, basically. So <laughs>
0: NASCAR race with hats and dresses.
2: <laughs> um The infield's not like that though. That's like the press box. The infield's like a frat party, apparently. It's a bunch it's of white sweet. trash. it's twenty dollars general admission. Just to get onto the infield. And it's like all RVs and people fucking doing keg stands with keystone light and stuff.
1: Hot take, the mint julep is the most un- overrated drink of all time.
2: See, I like it. And I don't like minty stuff. Ugh. Fucking gross. But if, if that horse that just died, Bob Baffert's horse, if that horse didn't win the Kentucky Derby, I would have won 10 grand on a $100 ticket.
1: Jesus.
2: My horse came in second and I made the bet when he was plus plus ten thousand uh, or 10,000 to one, I think it was. I tweeted the tickets out a few times.
1: Dave feels like in the immortal words of Samuel L. Jackson, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell.
2: I hope Bob Baffer-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh Yo, my on the list? Because I'm a sucker for vintage memorabilia. The Philadelphia Eagles are bringing back the Kelly Green jerseys next year, and I can't fucking wait to waste all my goddamn money on Kelly Green shit. Like, I feel like every, every team has that one jersey that everybody wants back. Like, I don't know. The Bears have had the same jerseys forever.
2: Yeah, they have forever,
1: and I mean the Patriots do the red and blue jerseys every once in a while, right, Dante? Yeah, I'm not. Sorry, I thought I was muted.
3: No, uh, yeah, but they don't bring the ones everyone wants. Are the early 2000s ones, the blue the ones that drew, Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. With, drew yeah. with Drew Bledsoe jerseys. No, they they won't bring those back. I don't know why. One so, of the good
2: red ones with uh, the white hats. Fire! Awesome! Fire! Awesome jerseys with the old school Boston like patriot yeah. like, who, no.
3: pat the pa- pat the patriot the yeah. only thing is those things are extremely bad luck i don't think i've ever seen them win uh wearing those
2: the, that's how they say the orange ones are for the bears but those jerseys stink i hate the orange ones
3: dude
1: we got the kelly green back which is it's like the the conversation oh, those are
2: sweet though those are sweet
1: the conversation every year in Philly is like, when are you going to bring the Kelly green jerseys back? They're fucking best. And I'm always like, yeah, they will eventually. We'll see. They are the fucking best. And I'm so excited. Like I, like, God damn it. I'm all the
2: white Sox brought their 83 jerseys back. The ones that just say socks across the front. Are
1: those the ones with the shorts.
2: They, they were then. Yes. But obviously they have pants. Now those were supposed to be just like a Sunday's only thing for like holidays, like father's day, Sunday, uh, 4th of July, Sunday, And fans loved them so much. It's like in their everyday rotation now. It's like basically their home jerseys.
1: Bro, Kenny's team, the Orlando Magic, has some of the most fire throwbacks of all time. Like the Penny Hardaway, Shaquille
0: era. For sure. Dude, yeah. Anthony Hardaway, Shaquille O'Neal era. Fucking throwback jerseys, the best. Throwback jerseys are the best fucking thing ever.
1: I want the big baggy ones from like 2005 rappers to come back. I'm going to start wearing fucking... Where did I
2: see a starter starting to put out like vintage 1990s starter jackets? Someone was talking about that. Everybody
1: needs to buy a fucking Charlotte Hornets one because we all had
2: them. Every single person on earth had the Charlotte Hornets one and the Seattle Super Sox.
1: Yep.
0: Great colors. Kenny, who's off your list? Off my list. Oh, I think I have a good one. I do have a good one. Off my list is when White Sox Dave texts me and says he's jumping on Call of Duty Warzone in 45 minutes and then... (laughs) That's what I wrote down. A uh, Party was full, man. Yeah, yeah I, that's the problem. Everybody's got a crew, me included. And I'll, like, hit my buddies up. And I'm like, yo, you want to be our fourth? And they're like, I'm three deep. You're like, fuck. Like, it's so hard to find the
2: right I play network. with the same guys, just random guys. That's all I play with. I've never met these guys, just every single night. But you play with the same every guys? Or, you, or just yeah. randoms every night? Oh, uh, no, the same guys. Yeah, right, they yeah, yeah, same, cool. same, the same. Stop you I didn't play Call of Duty until like a week ago, but Resurgence is fun as fuck. Super, fu- super fun. Re-
0: Resurgence, Rebirth, that shit's yeah. really, really fun. Super geeky, but yeah, this is fun. Anyways, off my list is fucking I'm
2: getting my hopes up.
1: Jesus. All right, Roofie. Dave, who's... A- Dave, is Kenny off your list?
2: Uh, no, I, I said it earlier. The guy who... Roofie guy. A Chevy Metal concert. Um, this is... I think I told this story on here before, but this is when I was working nine to five. So, well, seven to five that was the 50 hour work hour a week guy, not to brag. Um, my buddy Ryan and I, he's, he's got like a lot of the same music tastes as I do. And this is not chief Ryan. It's a high school friend. Uh, he's like, Hey, Chevy metal. I think it was a, it might've been a Lala after show or something. I think that's what it was. And he's like, Hey, I got these tickets. Like, no, like we could sell these or we could go. I'm like, we're fucking going to this concert, man. So, I get off work and the concert started pretty early. I want to say like eight o'clock, not too late. Um, I got off work. I was home by 530. I had a beer or two at my apartment. We went to the venue after like an hour and I showered and everything. So I get to the venue. I remember I ordered two shots of Jameson and then a mixed drink, like a vodka soda or something. And I was within an hour into the set, maybe I was Un believably blacked out to the point where I started <laughs> vomiting everywhere. And I had like insane cold sweats. I don't remember a single thing, not leaving, not waking up. And I only had maybe five or six drinks total. And yeah, you got, you got, one you got guy, this one guy put his arm around me and touched my glass. And I go, what the fuck you doing? And he goes, Oh, sorry, man. And he, he just got out of there. I did wake up in my own bed though. It was, it was super fucking scary. Like I was uncontrollably vomiting. Uh my buddy Ryan, my roommate at the time, Pat, like they were like considering taking me to the hospital and shit. Only a couple months, and he ruined my the not the last, because I saw Food Fighters after that, but one of the last Taylor Hawkins experiences I will ever get to have. So fuck that guy.
3: Fuck Rufies.
2: Fuck Rupees too.
1: Dante, who's off your
3: list? Too many people, dude. But I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm to go with uh, tour managers. Oh, I like this one. Big name DJs, not bands, not rock artists, not not the guys uh, in the trenches. I'm going with these big name EDM uh, artists. Asshole tour managers. They're like nine and a half out of ten assholes. Just fucking little detail shit in riders that no one ever cares about or notices. I mean, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to lose it. I'm, I'm just, picturing I'm, to, I'm picturing these people and I'm thinking a lot of deep V necks and a lot of leather bracelets. Dude, I'm dealing with some I'll tell you what I de- what 3 of my hours today were dedicated to finding a Cadillac Escalade that had uh captain's chairs that uh reclined oh an xl a cadillac a cadillac escalade xl i think it's called it's like an extended with captain's chairs that that recline in it had to be had to be that model had to have those chairs uh have to verify it otherwise uh artists won't come and play that's kind of shit that's kind of shit i'm fucking dealing
1: oh don't
0: make me like them, (laughs) (laughs) kenny what's the worst thing you guys had on your rider uh every time i used to have a i've talked about this before i used to have a dirt bike that i would bring on tour Mm -hmm. which for festivals was the fucking shit riding the dirt bike backstage to each of the stages and acl and shit Mm -hmm. um but i used to have to put like a jerry can of gas on there and they're like wait, you really want the runner to go get fucking gas? I'm like, yeah, I need fucking gas. Or like a tube for the motorcycle or socks, underwear, all, you know, all types of shit, man. I don't know. They definitely hated you. Yeah, and I get to do tour managers. If I had to deal with a tour manager on like the promoting side or the venue side, awful. From the band side, <laughs> you're like, yeah, do this, do that, and do this, do that, and then you hide behind them. Like, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> what a fucking shitty job. Yeah, it's brutal, but they get paid a lot of fucking money.
3: I know. Just to have Dante hate them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dante, you fully
0: deserve to hate them
3: too. Oh, uh, it's just, it's one of those things. I, I beat a dead horse saying this. Like, I've, I've dealt with enough of them over the years that I've, I've figured them out. Um, they're, a lot of them are just useless and, un, and unnecessary. So they have to create reasons or they have to create problems that they can solve right. to pr- prove they're necessary that's they need my a, theory
1: they need a pot of green m&ms in every
3: green room that's basically basically what they do uh, yeah, no they just they just start fires so that they can put them out and be like oh you know th- this would have been fucked up but you know i caught it or thank like, god oh, you see you need me around like in a lot of these guys are the nicest guys most easygoing guys in the world give zero fucks about this shit, but these these people make them look so bad. Jesus it's, Christ. It's shit. It's
0: shitty. Damn no. Sorry. I'm
3: Sorry to vent. No, no. I need i I'm going, I'm fucking I'm going uh, get
0: a drink after it's this and go back. No, because I know exactly what he's talking about. And you know, he's, he's not wrong.
1: Managers <laughs> in general, that's what they do. Most most artists until they get to an AWOL nations point don't really need a manager. David Basin said that.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, probably,
3: yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Kenny, answer me this. I've asked this before and I've been told the reason I'm asking you is because everyone I ask gives me a different definition of responsibilities. What is the difference between a manager and an agent in your opinion?
0: Well, in, in my world, the agent's usually referring to the booking agent, right? Managers is the managers. So the manager is the one who hires the booking agent, booking agent mm-hmm. in charge of routing the tour so all the settlements the agreements the guarantees all that the promoters all that kind of shit uh and then the managers like will go out on the road and deal with press and pr and that kind of shit yeah, as far as agent goes it's usually booking unless they're like doing some sort of tv shit but
1: i feel like it's different for like actors yeah. and shit i feel like an agent and a manager are kind of in the same
0: crew it's I like, like- it's artist manager every fucking body else right if that makes sense
1: it's an entourage quote: It's like, what's the difference between agents and managers? Managers are the ones who care, and they just laugh at them. That's yeah. I don't know, uh, Dante. You're asking a question that I think we're all kind of like, God, I don't fucking know, dude. They all do the same shit, except for booking agents. But um, my off the list is people who take the fun out of things on Twitter. I kind of re- I kind of got on this earlier, but we we're having a triumphant moment with the Will Will Smith thing. Twitter felt like old Twitter, and then came in the people who somehow brought like I don't know, like race and misogyny and fucking ableism into the conversation. it's like, yo, we just want to laugh. Cause some dude slapped another dude in front of 13 million people. That's all it is.
0: Yeah. Like people are just fun sponges.
1: Dude. They just take the fun away. It was funny. It's fucking insanity, but it was funny. I don't know. That's Twitter is just the most exhausting place on earth or people who tweet me about how Taylor Hawkins, uh, died from the vaccine those are the other people I want to just drop dead. I'm I got
2: the cesspool
0: of
1: Twitter. You mean? Yeah, basically. I, I cannot
2: fucking wait to the day. I delete that app.
1: Bro, shout out to kid Cuddy who just recently deleted his, is his social media. That guy's living be in the fucking dream. So much
2: happier. If I could just fucking hit delete on that bitch. Oh
1: my God. What a magical feeling that would be. Um, all right. That's everything for this week. Uh, we should have a good guest coming up next week. I'm not counting my chickens before they hatch anymore. Uh, We won't get into that, but I'm not counting my chickens before they hatch anymore. But we should have somebody huge next week. It's Shinedown. It's (laughs) Shinedown. Thanks a lot, Dave. It's Shinedown. Shinedown should be on the podcast next week. We're pretty excited about that. Fucking humongous band. Uh, We're talking about their new record. Uh, If you have any questions, listen to last week's episode to the end of it, and and you'll kind of figure out what happened. But um, Guys, anything else for me? Hell no. Fuck you, dude. Seriously. I'm going to go
2: fire up the grill.